Tonight, what the police report reveals about a confrontation involving a Canadian Supreme Court judge. The incident, the interviews, and the call to 911. I'd like to report an assault. Plus, the defense from Justice Russell Brown. On the run from raging floodwaters in California. I got my 82-year-old mother, and we got her on higher ground. Deadly downpours with communities still buried under heavy snow. Plus, the magic of movie makeup. The lead character that's there on almost every single shot. The incredible work of a Canadian Oscar contender. CTV National News with Omar Sachedina. Reporting tonight, Heather Butts. Good evening. A prominent Canadian and a late-night altercation with punches thrown in an American hotel. These are some of the new details from a police report about an incident that has kept Supreme Court Justice Russell Brown off the bench. CTV News has obtained body cam footage from police in Arizona from that night along with a 911 call and interviews with witnesses. CTV senior political correspondent Glenn McGregor with this new look at the allegations from both sides. At a black tie gala in Arizona, heavyweights of the legal community gathered to honor former Supreme Court of Canada Judge Louise Arbour. On hand, a current member of the top court, Justice Russell Brown. Before the night was over, he would become involved in a physical confrontation with another guest of the Omni Scottsdale Hotel, described in this 911 call. Hi, I'd like to report an assault um, at the, the Omni. The middle-aged um, guy in a tuxedo, I think we identified him as uh, Russell Brown. The incident triggered a complaint against Brown to the Canadian Judicial Council and forced him to take a leave of absence from the court. Police arrived at the hotel with body cameras recording and spoke to a guest from Philadelphia named Jonathan Crump. He told an officer that his female friends had met Brown in the hotel lounge and invited him to sit at their table. For the 30 minutes prior, trying to hit on the girls that I was with, with uh, my friends and her friends and her mom. According to the officer's report, Crump said the male was creepy, was touching his female companions and kissing them on the hand. One of the women said Brown kissed her once or twice on the cheek and placed his hand on the small of her back area and once on the side of her leg. Some guy approached us and he told us he was a Supreme Court Justice of the of Canada. Wasn't it kind of like any of it like unwanted? Oh, he's definitely unwanted. Talk, touching like he yeah. physically. Yeah. Know. I felt like he was coming yeah. on to me even though he was touching yeah. her. Crump claimed Brown then followed the group back to their hotel room and when told to leave, the confrontation turned physical. He tried getting around me to the girls, and I punched him a couple times. Uh, he was ripping onto my shirt, trying to get to the girls. Brown then left, and Crump called police. The officer later noted Crump had been drinking and was argumentative, and wondered if Crump was to blame. Punched him, he didn't punch you. But he's going after the girls I'm with. Police laughed without laying charges. Today, Brown responded with an emphatic denial through his lawyer, calling Crump's account to police demonstrably false, saying Crump, without warning or provocation, punched me several times in the head. Taken by surprise, I was unable to defend myself. In an apparent attempt to avoid facing the consequences of assaulting me, he falsely described me as the instigator. 
Brown remains on paid leave from the Supreme Court while the investigation continues. The other eight justices are scheduled to start hearing cases again next week, apparently without him on the bench. Heather. CTV's Glenn McGregor at the Supreme Court tonight. Well, the Trudeau government has faced intense scrutiny over what they knew about allegations of election interference from China. Tonight, the repercussions have spread to Queen's Park. Ontario MPP Vincent Ke has removed himself from the Progressive Conservative Caucus after Global News reported he had a role in the meddling scheme, which Ke has denied. Premier Doug Ford said while the allegations against Mr. Ke are not proven, they are serious and deserve his full and undivided attention as he works to clear his name. Police in Germany admitted today they visited the gunman in the Hamburg shooting last month after an anonymous tip but said there were no grounds to take away his gun. The man killed six people yesterday before taking his own life. CTV's chief international correspondent Paul Workman on the investigation. One of the victims of the shooting was seven months pregnant. She survived. Her unborn child did not. Killed inside this Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall in a wild rampage of gunfire and police pursuit. An eyewitness recorded the shooting from a nearby building. You can just make out the gunman firing through a window before making his way inside. A police support team happened to be nearby and stormed into the building, weapons raised, nervously moving up the stairs. They heard a single shot coming from the top floor where the gunman killed himself. We are shocked and stunned, said a church spokesman, that Christians coming together to sing and pray could be attacked in such a rampage. Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz is a former mayor of Hamburg. Last night there was a terrible incident in my hometown, he said. We are stunned by this violence. The shooter was identified as Philip Fuss, a former church member who police said left on bad terms. Two months ago, police received an anonymous letter with a warning that Fuss harbored a special rage against the church, but found no grounds to seize his legally purchased handgun. He was open and cooperative, said the police chief, with no indication of a mental illness. Fuss fired 135 rounds inside the hall and had 20 more loaded magazines in a backpack. It's hard to buy a gun in Germany and just as hard to take one away from a licensed owner. In this case, police said they were powerless to act without real evidence of a threat, Heather. Paul, thank you. The abrupt shutdown of a go-to tech lender marked the second biggest bank failure in American history and the largest since the financial crisis in 2008. California regulators seized the assets of Silicon Valley Bank after it faced a run of withdrawals from customers rushing to take their money out after its stock price plunged. Most of its clients were businesses and investors from the tech sector. Californians are bearing the brunt of another powerful storm as huge swaths of the state face heavy rain, strong winds and snow. This satellite image shows the atmospheric river slamming right into the west coast. More than 9,000 people are under evacuation orders. CTV's Los Angeles Bureau Chief Tom Walters has more. Rivers are raging in California as a so-called Pineapple Express 
brings pouring rain. Look how violent that water is. South of Fresno in the town of Wood Lake, people had to be rescued from thigh-high flood water. Residential streets are awash, while south of San Francisco, a road has been washed away. Nearby, an interstate highway is closed. Thousands now face evacuation orders, while officials put out sandbags and brace for rivers to keep rising. Once this thing comes out of its banks, uh, we, we aren't going to be able to stop it. All this just two weeks after unusually heavy snow. In the San Bernardino Mountains near Los Angeles, even a section of the main highway has yet to reopen. That entire stretch of the 18 still has to be plowed. But clearing roads is only part of it. There is a lot more digging out to do. A lot of it looks like this, shoveling off rooftops to get rid of that dangerous weight. Weight that is suddenly getting more dangerous. We have some pretty significant concerns coming up with uh, roof snow load with all the rain. When rain falls on snow, the snow can soak it up and get much heavier. So shoveling roofs is now an urgent priority. Of course, rain can also make snow melt faster, adding to the flood danger as even more water surges downstream. California's Lake Oroville has been close to empty during summer droughts. But today, for the first time in four years, officials released water from this spillway to keep the lake from overfilling. And now, as they reel from storm on top of storm, Californians have a word for this. Enough! Tom Walters, CTV News, Crestline, California. Ottawa has approved WestJet's takeover of Sunwing with strict terms and conditions intended to support Canadians. The transportation minister says the decision was not taken lightly. It comes a year after the plan was first announced. Stipulations include extending vacation packages to five new Canadian markets, improving baggage handling and investing in IT. Last fall, the Competition Bureau expressed concerns the deal would be bad for consumers. For nearly 10 million Canadians, collecting air miles helps put them in the sky. It's one of the oldest and biggest loyalty programs in Canada. While it's no longer the most popular, BMO Financial Group is buying it. CTV's Melanie Nagy on the deal that hopes to take the rewards program to new heights. With March break kicking off, Canada's big airports were busy with tens of thousands of travelers on the go. And for some, like Lyle Duick, flights were purchased on points. To go to Costa Rica, which is where we went, was about probably 50, 60,000 points. One of the biggest names in loyalty cards is Air Miles, but until today, its future looked bleak. 24 hours ago, it seemed like they were in trouble with the, the news of their parent company going to file, and they have filed for bankruptcy. With its U.S.-based owner financially sinking, Air Miles was in desperate need of a lifeline, one that's now come from BMO Financial Group. We're excited about this announcement and the opportunity it's going to provide our collectors. BMO has signed a deal to acquire the program. So Air Miles is being bought by BMO. It's good news for longtime collector Joni Rose. Lately, she's found the program limiting and hopes new owners will improve it. It takes so long, right, to, to get enough points to make it even worthwhile. The program's popularity has been plummeting. Last year, major grocery chains like Safeway and Sobeys ditched it in favor of a competing points card. I earned those points. It's mine. Before that, Air Miles angered members with an expiry date for unused points. The decision was reversed, but the brand damage stuck. 
a lot of people just have not had the same feelings about of how good the program was before then. This time, Air Miles is adamant the changes won't impact point balances. I must say I'm a bit leery. Despite assurances, Susan Barak worries her points will be devalued. I'm hoping something will happen where they'll be worth something. BMO also said today that the acquisition will help Air Miles expand and grow, which ultimately benefits consumers. But before that can happen, the deal must achieve court approval. Heather? All right, thanks, Melanie. The tourism sector faced unprecedented disruption three years ago when the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. Today, Canada's top doctor confirmed the virus here is at a steady state. In recent months, there have been no distinct variant-driven waves. Despite the spread of Omicron, hospitalizations, ICU admissions and deaths have stabilized. While seasonal patterns are uncertain, Dr. Tam says the current trend suggests Canada could be spared from any major waves in the coming months. Ottawa is cracking down on provinces that allow private clinics to charge patients for medically necessary health care. A warning that practice could see health transfer payments shrink in the future. CTV's Siobhan Morris has the details. Ottawa is putting provinces on notice. Canadians should always be able to access medically necessary services without having to pay out of pocket, no matter where they live in the country or how care is delivered. It comes as private providers are being called upon to relieve pressure on a system under strain. What that leads to is you have situations like virtual care or even access to nurse practitioner services for patients in need, and they're, they're being asked to pay for those services. Private health care is not the boogeyman that many would like to make it out to be. The doctor behind a virtual care app says it's helping some of the 6 million Canadians who don't have a family physician, connecting them with services they want, even if they have to pay. Visits with nurse practitioners, there is no coverage from provincial health plans for that. Uh, the ability to send secure messages with a the doctor, there is no coverage for that. That's above board, but Ottawa is holding back $82 million from provinces who charged patients for things like MRIs and CT scans. Quebec accounts for over half of that at almost $42 million, followed by B.C. with more than $23 million in deductions. Alberta, $14 million. Last fall, Wayne Hume paid $450 for a CT scan to fast-track a referral for surgery and chemo. I was hurting and my body was starting to run down, and uh, so I thought I could speed up the process by four to six weeks. Some private surgical clinics are getting around the rules, charging patients from out of province thousands of dollars, something the health minister is looking into. Heather. CTV Siobhan Morris in Toronto. The finance minister announced she will table a budget before the end of the month with the rising cost of living in mind. That will continue to be the focus in the budget I will present to this House on Tuesday, March 28th. New jobs numbers were revealed today, showing Canada added 22,000 more last month, with the unemployment holding steady at 5% near the all-time low. Coming up after the break, a bionic boost for the wounded war heroes of Ukraine, plus Canadian makeup artistry up for an Academy Award.
Since Russia's war against Ukraine began, thousands of soldiers have lost their lives. And of those who survived the attacks, many are left with life-altering injuries. To help in their recovery, some are now being fitted with high-tech hero arms. CTV's John Vanavalli Rao explains. There you go. Hold the first two Ukrainian war vets to be fitted with a new state-of-the-art hero arms showed not only how they can grip a glass of water, but use them to draw the Ukrainian flag and then hold it up for all to see. 29-year-old Andrey Gidson says it's really great. The pair of soldiers both lost their hands in landmine explosions last year and have been getting used to their new custom-made prosthetics. It feels like an extension of me. High-tech limbs made by British company Open Bionics and part of an effort to better the lives of the war's many casualties. One of the things that we've worked on doing is trying to improve accessibility to this kind of technology. It's not at all clear how many in Ukraine are in need of prosthetics because of the war. One estimate puts the number at more than 10,000. So last year, a Ukrainian businessman started a charity aimed at helping them called Superhumans, a group supported by, among others, British billionaire Richard Branson and musician Sting. We saw a lot of people are losing their limbs and a lot of injuries, and we decided that we can build the center for uh, prosthesis and for reconstructive surgery and for rehabilitation. A rehab center is under construction in Lviv and is expected to open in April. And the group, which has set a goal of raising $50 million, has teamed up with Open Bionics. Its custom-made 3D-printed arms have two sensors inside. One closes the fingers and the other opens them. Wearing it would be contracting their muscles, thinking about doing these kind of movements, and they would translate to similar movements on the bionic hand. They hope to deliver bionic arms not just to soldiers in Ukraine, but also to civilians, with superhumans aiming to help up to 3,000 patients every year. John Venavelli Rao, CTV News, Toronto. The whale, widely known as the world's loneliest orca, has died, marking the end of orca captivity in Canada. Kiska was a resident killer whale at Marineland in Niagara Falls, Ontario, for more than 40 years and spent the last decade without a tank mate. Today, animal activists renewed calls for charges against the park over Kiska's living conditions. Marineland has faced numerous complaints and investigations for its treatment of marine animals. Still ahead, a break in a high-profile crime. Looking back on it, it's a, it's a very scary experience. Arrests in the armed carjacking of an NHL star. Police have laid charges against two men in connection with two carjackings, including an incident involving Toronto Maple Leaf star Mitch Marner. Two suspects allegedly stole Marner's Range Rover at gunpoint in a parking lot outside a movie theater. Looking back on it, it's a, it's a very scary experience with everything going on and knowing that the cops cleaned that up and, you know, have done a great job of it. It's, uh, it's nice to have the closure. Police are still looking for a third suspect. One of the biggest names in Quebec business circles has taken over control of the CFL's Montreal Alouettes. Pierre-Carl Palladeau, the head of the Quebec Corps media empire and former Parti Québécois leader, was introduced today as the team's new owner. It's about the community investment. It's about being here, being strong, and create what Montrealers could be proud of. The league had taken over operation of the team last month.
And before we go to break, a family note. As we mark the passing of Helen Hutchinson, the award-winning journalist was a trailblazer for women in television news. We're facing a crisis in nursing, a professional emergency. Canadian nurses are overworked, underpaid and disillusioned. Helen was familiar to Canadians as the longtime co-host of CTV's W5 and Canada AM in the 1970s and 80s. Friends say she died peacefully in Toronto. Helen Hutchinson was 88 years old. Our condolences to her family and friends. After the break, an Oscar-worthy makeover. Brandon Fraser's transformation and the Canadian makeup artist behind it. We leave you tonight with a Quebec makeup artist and his movie magic in the Oscar-nominated film The Whale. Here's CTV's Vanessa Lee on the prosthetic work that's transforming the face of Hollywood. Why'd you gain all that weight? As far as physical transformations go, Canadian Brendan Fraser in The Whale is nothing short of extraordinary. That meant a four-hour application on the day, another hour to get out of it. It took a village to create Charlie. That village was led by Montreal-born makeup artist and prosthetics designer Adrian Moreau. He says turning Fraser into a 600-pound man was the biggest challenge of his career, one that could have ended it. If my makeup doesn't work, I'm the main character. It's there and everything. If the makeup doesn't work or becomes a distraction, then I fail and the movie doesn't work. Who would want me to be a part of their life? The rave reviews started pouring in after the world premiere in September with little talk of makeup. There were 75 of them that didn't mention it at all. And I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I wanted. So that means not a distraction in any way. Despite all of the accolades, Moreau was his own biggest critic. I couldn't watch it objectively. So even if there's Oscar nominations, I still see it like that. I'm like, yeah, it could have been better. Moreau's love for makeup and special effects began when he was 10, with horror movies fueling his passion to try new techniques, never dreaming his hobby would one day take him to the top of Hollywood. I've worked on over like 150 movies, and it's now movies that are now the new references for, for, for the, the current generation. It's, it's unbelievable. My internal organs are two feet in at least. This radical change, though, was believable. Breaking the mold in the pursuit of Oscar. Vanessa Lee, CTV News, Montreal. And you can catch the Oscars on CTV Sunday night. That's our newscast for this Friday night. I'm Heather Butts for Omar and all of us at CTV National News. Thank you for watching. John Benavale Ra will be here tomorrow. Good night and have a great weekend. TV National News, Canada's number one newscast.